Maybe you've tried everything to improve your finances and nothing seems to work, or maybe your finances stress you out so much you're just not sure how to get started, or maybe you're struggling with what you should focus on first. Hey, we've all been there. Today, we're going to be sharing a variety of tips that will give you a clear direction to help you reduce stress and crush your finances over the next year so that you can start to save more money and pay off more debt. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast with Brad Nelson. Brad and his co-hosts experience the anxiety of living paycheck to paycheck before learning the fundamentals of financial success. They are now on a mission to empower regular people to pay off their debt for good and enjoy happier, less stressful lives. Keep listening for inspirational interviews, tips, tricks, and practical advice to gain financial freedom. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. As I mentioned in the intro, we are going to be sharing some great suggestions today to help you reduce stress and end paycheck to paycheck living. But we also have got a free workshop to take this a step further. So for those of you who are going to be listening to this episode and you're like, hey, I really want to get started with this, we're going to be sharing some details about that here later in the show. So guys, it is a brand new year. So hey, first time back in fifth season of the Deaf Free Dad podcast. You guys excited about that? <laughs> that, that was like so, so no that weak. was not <laughs> we got ryan the reporter with us tonight who seems to have lost his boob stand for his microphone <laughs> and he's muted <laughs> they were off to a great start for the new year awesome start for the new year but hey we're gonna we're gonna make it work here today but uh Hey, check this out, guys. When it comes to New Year's resolutions, according to a new survey from Forbes Health, one poll of 1,000 U.S. adults, this was done here just late in 2023, uh, improving finances is the second most popular resolution of the new year, uh, which doesn't really surprise me. Sometimes it's number one, um, but you know, number two, and I'm, I'm sure you guys can probably relate to that. Did you guys ever like approach the new year when you guys were broke and saying, like, I need to make this resolution number one? You guys resolution people. I think we've had this conversation in some of the New Year's resolution ones we've done in the past. I know we for totally me, like I just conversation. I didn't really care too much. I didn't really set too many of those. But what did you guys did you guys focus on any of this stuff when you were broke? I was always gonna do it. I just didn't have any kind of plan or any idea how to do it. Yeah, like the thought was there, yeah. but when I woke up in the morning, it was gone. <laughs> it's like eh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, right. We, we talked about this about a year ago with you know setting setting goals and and resolutions, and of course I set resolutions every year, and probably number one or number two every year was improve my finances and get in shape or lose weight. Yeah. So and I'm guessing that was number one. I feel one like last those year are the top two easily. Yeah. 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 I, I would have to agree. I would say health, health and finances probably easily. Mental health, you know, all that stuff. I would say easily the top couple, two or three. And then usually January 2nd, I was like looking at something I couldn't afford and probably buying it. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm being candy totally honest, really wanted it. Old way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, we want to share some tips to help you guys get organized and, and really to reduce a lot of stress here in the new year and throughout the year. 
And today we just want to share some simple tips, just some simple things that you can do on a regular basis. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get stuck is, you know, what do I focus on? Because when they think of personal finance, you think of all of these different aspects of personal finance and, you know, interest rates and debt and savings and methods to pay down debt and you know, do I invest? And there's always these questions. And sometimes all these questions just are overwhelming and, and you don't really have any sort of step-by-step plan to really implement anything. Kind of like what you said, Katie, you wanted to do something about it, but you didn't really have any like method to really go about it. And uh, the point of today's show is really to kind of give you guys a little bit of that step-by-step process. So number one, I kind of already let it out is, is really just to get organized. Uh, you guys hear us talk about this on the show all the time. And number one thing that we want you to do when you start just about anything with what we talk about is it's it's time to become just really aware of where your money's going. So go back and print out the last three to six months of your bank statements. And one of the reasons why this is important, we actually mentioned this on an episode uh, probably like six months or so ago, but stunnyfieds.org found that 45% of millennials have no idea what's in their bank account. And the study also found that they spend 150 plus more hours scrolling social media. So it's not really a time thing. It's not that they're saying like, I don't have enough time to do it. It's just a priority thing. You know, they're not paying attention to their money. They're, they're spending time doing other things. So step number one, if you want to reduce financial stress and really crush your finances here is you got to understand like, where is everything going? So get everything into one place. And can you guys share a little bit in your experience of when you actually truly got a good picture of where your money was going and and what that feeling was like for you guys? I was embarrassed almost like because of how much money we were spending on like eating out and different things when we, when we printed our three to six months expenses and oh my gosh, I was, I was embarrassed. I was like, well, there's our pay raise because we're not eating out as much anymore. Yeah. I was definitely overspending. Like when I wrote it down, it was over $800 a month going out versus what was coming in from paychecks. And I'm just like, that's, a real punch in the gut because it just was like, ugh, this is terrible. No wonder I feel stressed all the time. Well, I, I think, think for is. me it was it was oh, just ahead, shock. Guys. It was just shock. Like holy smokes! And then you sort of do a double take, and then you assume that you rounded something or you hit something in the calculator wrong, <laughs> and you go back through and you add it again, and you get the same answer, and you're like, no, that's not right. And then you do it again, and then all of a sudden that moment that that's right. Wow. And then after you pick yourself up off the ground, after you passed out, <laughs> then the question is next, you know, what do you do about it? So that sort of was my reaction. And I, I've always taught people that students, people that I've coached is the first time that you do this. It is not going to be pretty. No. You're not going to like what you see. Yeah. I remember feeling pretty angry about it, you know, and you know, cause I think it's, it's easy to play the victim or, you know, point the finger at everybody else. I think a lot of us probably have done that, you know, and we say like, well, it's, it's my job's fault or I don't make enough money or whatever it might be. Right. But the reality comes when you actually look at what's really going on for, for many of us and not everybody, but for many of us, uh, it really is a, it is really a hard problem. It's a me problem. And, uh, I remember being really angry about it and uh, it took a couple of days to kind of get over that. But the reality is, is like, that's, that's step number one. It's a hard step for a lot of us to face. And in all the years that I've been doing this and I've asked people to go back and do this, I haven't one, one person ever come back to us and say like, I was totally not surprised by anything I found. I knew exactly where everything was going. And, uh, you know, every single time we hear what we've all said, it's like, we were shocked as to, to where a lot of our money was going. 
Uh, so number two, once you get organized, is really about making yourself more aware then. It's, it's about finding those areas of wasteful spending and can you improve or cut things out? So for instance, look at things like a big one we see often, convenience store stops from a lot of people. A lot of us, you know, are, aren't, say, we're very busy people. Let's say we're not, um, you know, controlling a lot of our time or doing great time management skills in the morning. Maybe we're not packing enough food or, you know, and a lot of us will just fall victim to convenience store stops. And I have a lot of our members that do this and, you know, it's a soda here or a sandwich there. And it's like, but it's like every day added up over and over and over again. Uh, one of the, I, I rarely stop at convenience stores for this reason, but I, I had to recently, <clears throat> excuse me. And I uh, stopped and got a gallon of milk. It was twice the price <laughs> of going to the grocery store, which meanwhile was just like a block away. <laughs> just like, why well, did I stop at the grocery store? <laughs> but, you know, a lot of us are finding that, you know, if, if you're stopping at convenience stores or maybe it's going out to eat too much or maybe it's subscriptions. I mean, it could be multiple things. And also it could be just services that you need, but maybe we need to shop those things around. Maybe it's time to just reconsider like, hey, are we getting the best price for the value and the, and the thing that we're buying, right? Brad, I just have to ask, did you stop at Quick Trip or a different gas station? Uh, it was at Casey's. All right, that's why. Not a Quick Trip. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people probably aren't going to even understand a Quick Trip here. <laughs> if you're from Wisconsin, you get it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're from Wisconsin, you get Quick Trip. But yeah, it was, it was a Casey's. But yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I cut that out. But I many years ago when I was broke, convenience store shopping for me was, was just a normal thing. You know, you, when you needed something, you just stopped and got it. But you know, it's just, you you tell yourself like, Oh, it's just a few dollars here. It's just a few dollars there. Well, all those few dollars over time really add up to big amounts. So, uh, the other thing too, is when it comes to shopping, your services is asking yourself the question of, you know, when you're looking at line by line, where your money's going, ask yourself, like, what are we going to keep? What can we look to reduce? What can we look to get rid of? And what can we look to shop around? All right. Those are the things that you want to ask yourself. Go through every single line item and ask yourself, based on what we want to achieve this year and how we want to feel about our finances at the end of 2024, how do we want to go through about uh, go through our expenses and, and see what of those things that we can get rid of, keep, shop around, or reduce? And the key thing there is sometimes you just get rid of a few things temporarily. I know we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. But we're not asking you to, or you shouldn't be asking yourself. It's probably a better way to put it. Don't ask yourself to give up everything forever. Sometimes you got to give up a few things temporarily. And you can always come back to them later on when you're in a better financial shape. Yeah, absolutely. And I found like when I cut out cable and all of that, I did not go back. Like not having cable TV, not watching the news. I'm actually way less stressed just not having the news on like I used to. And um, your internet bill, like you should always shop that every year, at least once a year, because there's always a deal out there for someone else. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I, I haven't, this is the first year. So I, I cut satellite TV out, man, that must've been 2012 ish. And I haven't had any sort of subscription TV since then until this year because my son is really into Milwaukee Bucks basketball and I could not get the games anywhere. Obviously, I'm in a much different place. So we went into another subscription. But again, I can cancel it at any time. So once the season's over, I'll cancel it and I'll just re-up the next season because I don't really watch a lot of the TV. But yeah, I would agree. It's amazing to me how much we've saved on TV over the years because we've cut it out. Well, I, I didn't do cable 
other than during football season, just because I like watching college football. But now right. that's been ruined for me. So I may never do cable again. Thanks to ESPN. I shouldn't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I watch so little TV, Chris. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, all the college football fans out there probably have an opinion about the playoffs. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. All right. So the next area is once you become more aware is really now creating a new, what we would call as a, a budget or an income and an expense plan. All right. Now, if you're wondering how you get started, great news. We actually have an episode coming up very soon. That's all about creating a uh, monthly budget. All right. We're going to be sharing some great tips there. So look for that episode coming up here in the near future. But essentially your budget is just your income minus your expenses and that's it. And, and really, the goal with your budget, first and foremost, is to make sure you prioritize all of your necessities. So the reason why we want you to make sure you understand where what all your expenses are is because now you know going through that list, what are the absolute things that we need to have every single month in our budget in order to survive? So make sure you're prioritizing everything like your rent, your mortgage, your basic food uh, expenses, things like prescriptions, transportation needs. You want to make sure you're protecting your house. All right. That's priority number one when you budget. Once those things are paid, then you can go through with the rest of your money and kind of reprioritize based on most important to least important, how we're going to spend the rest of that money. All right. Now, the goal obviously is to make sure that every single dollar that you have coming into that budget has a purpose to it. Because if you don't, we tend to find that extra money gets spent. So don't have like a line item in your budget that's called extra money. Now, I know we all like that. I still like it sometimes like, oh, we have extra money, but (laughs) never fails that money gets spent almost every single time because it's just, well, it's just there. There's really no purpose for it. So we use it and we spend it, right? So, but when you're getting out of debt, when you're stressed, when you want to save more money, when you want to improve your finances, like every single dollar you have coming in from that income is is important and it needs a purpose or, or a goal. So, so this episode is about reducing stress, not eliminating stress, correct? Correct. Because you can't eliminate stress, you correct. Can, but you can reduce it. And I see this question on your your Facebook groups quite often. I don't have enough money to pay all my bills. What order should I do them? And that's the gist of the question. I think it's important for everybody to hear what you just said. The most important thing is keeping a roof over your head. Nothing should jeopardize that. It's a lot easier to keep your stress level down when you know that you've got a roof over your head. All right. Utilities, keep the heat on, right? Keep the water on. Now, The other ones that we just talked about, cable, some of those, questionable, right? But make sure that you can live comfortably. You've got water, you've got electricity, heat, so forth, air conditioning in the summer if you need it, that you keep food. How many times, Brad, have you heard of people say, I'm just not going to eat, or they stop eating in order to pay their credit card bills? You, You talk about reducing stress. What's more stressful than when you're hungry? So make sure that you eat, make sure that you keep transportation in some form or fashion to and from work. And then obviously clothing to some minimal degree that you need to function. If you've got those things without going into too many Maslow's hierarchy of needs concepts here, when you've got those, you can live to fight another day. And everything else, just try to, it is what it is. Yeah, you may have credit card bills and other bills that you need to pay. But if you don't have enough money to pay them, this is where you're talking about. We've got to sort of develop a pecking order, okay? But knowing that you've got a roof over your head, under no circumstances, put that at risk. When you've got food in your stomach and you can stay warm at night, that to me is one of the biggest things that you can do to begin to reduce your stress so that you can then learn 
where to find extra income, how to budget and do all the things that we talk about. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't tell you how many, how many times I've heard and and Katie, I just want to say this real quick, just to bounce off what Chris said is how many people have skipped their light bill and, um, paid a credit card and gotten so behind on their electric bills and, and, you either their insurance or, you know, they skipped a car payment or, you know, they I see it all the time. I hear about it all the time. So that's why we have that rule in place. So go ahead. Sorry, Kay. No, that's okay. Cause I was literally going to say that's one of the reasons I actually started roots was because I was at a point where I'm like, I don't know how to pay my car payment when I have all these credit card bills. And Brad said, no, it's, you have to pay for your car. You have to pay for your rent. Like you have to Cause I had moved to Florida thinking, you know what? It's okay to be homeless in Florida. I can live out of my car because it's just, <laughs> you know, the beach. So I could do that. And I had, I had come to that, like, I'm okay with this. And it was because I was choosing between paying credit card bills. Cause I didn't want to ruin my credit score. And I'm like, that was just like an aha moment that should have been a duh, like, of course, kind of moment. So the next area, once you have your budget created, we get this question a lot. Brad, should we should we prioritize saving or should we prioritize uh, getting out of debt? And uh, at this point, I would say if you're looking to reduce stress, if you're looking to create some security in your life, uh, you want to focus on making the minimum payments first. And number one, I would suggest is focus on saving, is building yourself uh, somewhat of a cushion or what we like to call is just like your, your starter emergency fund. Right. The overall majority of people, in fact, the last article I read about this back in September of 2023, uh, said that the average person can't handle a $500 emergency expense. It's about 62% of the population, which is crazy. Over six out of 10 people can't handle a $500 emergency expense. So we want to get you out of that statistic. So focus on, you know, saving. Like we said, every dollar that you bring into that budget should have a goal or a purpose. So if you do have, say, extra money after all of your things are paid. Well, it's no longer called extra money. That's called, we're going to put this into our savings until we get this money to a certain point where we feel comfortable. Now for our suggestion, a lot of people say, well, Brad, what should I start with? Well, our recommendation is typically a thousand to $3,000, you know, 3000. That's, I mean, shoot a car repair right now is easily a thousand dollars. Sometimes, you know, it's so easy to spend a thousand dollars. It feels like everything's a hundred dollars right now. Right. So, I mean, when you have an emergency come up, it's usually hundreds of dollars. So that's why, you know, a thousand to $3,000 is a really good goal to shoot for. If you want to build a little bit more, that's fine. But I would say right in that area is a pretty good sweet spot. I mean, you say when it is when it's not like if an emergency happens, like it's, it's coming. Like when we started, um, getting out of debt, it was uh, the first month, maybe my dog got sick. I had to, we, you know, we had our emergency fund built really quick and we had to use it right away because my dog got sick. And now I'm sitting here with my dog on the floor behind me and he literally just hurt his leg an hour before I came on this podcast. So I'm like, just keeping an eye on him. He's been limping. Now I'm like, ah, but I have an emergency fund. So it's the same dog. Is that Clyde? It's Clyde. Okay. And let's be, <laughs> let's be real. That dog didn't get sick. That dog ate like what? Rat poison or mouth poison? Rat mouse poison. poison or well, I mean, it made him sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clyde. <laughs> That's my Clyde. <laughs> but I have the emergency fund. We have it. It's there for when we need it. And we've needed it multiple times. And then we just keep rebuilding it. Yeah. And I think that's really important because we would have gone back into debt. Right. Now, Katie, so to, to the audience out there, I'm sorry, real quick, Brad, yeah. to the audience out there listening, what, what she just said is the key thing. 
it's not when, I mean, it is when, not if. Okay, let me clarify that, okay? <laughs> emergencies are going to happen. Now, maybe at some point we should do a, a whole episode on what an emergency is and how you define one, okay? And the difference between that and, say, normal car maintenance. But things are going to happen in your life. And when you are stressed, having a little bit of money in the bank goes a long way to just being allow, allowing you to sort of relax, take a deep breath, and live to fight another day. All right, but when you don't have that in place, everything seems like an emergency. But here's the cool thing. And I, we've talked about this several times on this show. When the audience out there, when you get to the point where your debt's paid off and you've got all this extra money left over per month, even really before then, emergencies still happen, but you don't feel them. It's sort of like a, a small road, a bump in the road. It's like running over a rock and going, what's that? As opposed to, hitting a big speed bump at 40 miles an hour where you notice it. Yeah. So this, the emergencies always happen, but the better you get at managing your money, the less you notice them, or I guess the less painful. And eventually you get to the point where you don't even need the emergency fund. You just sort of absorb it into your regular budget and you go forward. But you're right. It's, you've got to have that emergency fund in place because emergencies are going to hurt. Emergencies are going to happen. Yeah. Well, and the other reason why you want to have it, is because you gotta break the habit of using debt to save you. That's that's the other part about it. That's why you know savings needs to come first. Because using habit or using habit, <laughs> using <laughs> habits, <laughs> using debt, you know, it, it becomes a habit. Like anytime everything, and, and we're sold this. Like how many banks have you gone into, or how many financial places have sold you? Well, you're always going to need a credit card for emergencies, or you know, you get a home equity line of credit for for emergencies, or well, no, you build an emergency fund so you don't have to rely on debt to save you for things that we know are eventually going to happen to us. So when you have that emergency fund in place, you use the emergency fund, you stop swiping credit cards, you stop borrowing money, and that stops the habit of using debt all the time. Now, it's not going to prevent everything. So guys, I want to talk about that just real quick because I know I don't want to get too stuck on emergency funds today, but now I know, Katie, you're still working your way out of debt, but the other group of us, you know, we've been out of debt for quite a while and we've built larger emergency funds. So can you guys talk like we're beyond the thousand to three thousand? We're talking we've built large three to six months, you know, savings, right? So can you guys talk a little bit about how good that feels now that you have that behind you, being that you're out of debt now? Like from a from a financial stress standpoint, how good does that feel to have? Yeah. So for I I'll just say from my perspective, um, I lost my job earlier this year. Um and I'm not going to say it didn't suck, but uh, we just we didn't have any of those. Um, we just weren't scared about it, I guess. You know, it, it kind of like what, what Chris just said. It, it was a little bit of a bump in the road. Um, but because we had the emergency fund, we had things kind of set up and planned for. We just didn't like it wasn't. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Like, you, you know, before we got out of debt, if this would have happened, I mean, it would have been, you know, within a month, we would have been missing bills because like, what are we going to do? I need a job and I need it quick. Um, so that just, that's for me, that's just a very personal story that happened recently to me. That's just, you know, when you have that set up, it's just, I don't have to focus on, I got to get a job tomorrow because otherwise we can't make our rent or our mortgage or pay the car payment or whatever other bills you might have. Um, I mean, you just, you know, you have a very large safety net. So for me, we've been out of debt now for 15 years, one, five, 15 years. And 
we have continued to, I mean, obviously when you've got money left over every month, we have prioritized savings both for retirement and just saving for the general purpose of saving. So, you know, we've kind of gotten beyond the emergency fund. We've, you know, it's the sinking fund, emergency fund, vacation fund, all kinds of funds just all sort of wrapped into one, right? Because that's what works for us now that we've, we've 20 years almost into doing this whole thing. Um, but I think the big thing, in addition to, you know, not feeling the bumps in the road, so to speak, um, one big result of our savings in general is that when we decided to move, I had the opportunity to do something completely different. That's cool. And I, and I don't feel like with this business that I have to make money immediately. So many people who start businesses, they needed to generate income from them immediately. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that's why the business goes under. Right. So for me, the, the probably a more personal story more recently is the ability to start a business without the feeling of the need that it has to pay me in order to pay the bills because we've built so much of a cushion, both being able to, to open the shop without any debt and then be able to run it now and function so that it has time to build itself and stay, stay sustainable over the long run. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I, and I think what people need to understand is that, you know, how, how do I build a large emergency fund? Well, you don't right away, you know, and I think that's the thing that people need to keep in mind is that you don't let this overwhelm you of, okay, how am I going to build this big emergency fund right now? I mean, we're just talking about a thousand to $3,000. That's what we want you to focus on first. You can't really build a large emergency fund until you start paying down a lot more of your debt. And, and that comes later. Right. So, uh, just understand that, you know, we, we don't want you just to stick at one, one to $3,000 for the rest of your life. The goal is to get something bigger, but right now when you're getting started, that's the goal is just to start out small. So the last, uh, the last step I want to share with you guys here today is just uh, looking ahead at future expenses. And I think this is an area that so many people miss and why so many people uh, really go into debt is that they're not looking ahead at future expenses that are coming down the pipeline. And I think this is why a lot of debt is created because we're just not taking the time to prepare and really look towards the future. So now that you went back through the last three to six months or maybe even went back and did the last 12 months, start to kind of look at, okay, what were some things that came up throughout the year that really kind of caught us off guard? You know, maybe it was back to school expenses. Maybe it was the holidays. Maybe it was a, a vacation that you planned for, but didn't really plan properly. And you had to go into debt for it in order to afford it. You know, it could be multiple things. Maybe it was insurance premiums, could have been uh, taxes that were owed, lot, lots of different things, right? So we need to start becoming better prepared for those future expenses. So Rather than just constantly playing defense and looking at like, okay, what's coming up tomorrow and later this week, we need to look at what's coming up the rest of this month with your monthly budget, but what's also coming up the next 90 days, what's coming up the next like six months, what's coming up the next year. So that way we can use our budget on a monthly basis and start planning and, and putting that money away so we're not constantly swiping credit cards and using debt in order to afford those things that we know are going to come up. Uh, like Chris, you mentioned, you know, maybe we'll have a podcast episode about what is considered an emergency. Let's, let's pick on one specifically, like your car, like your car is eventually going to need new tires. So this is an opportunity to say, Hey, look, you know, we've been driving this car for three or four years. It's about time to get some new tires rather than take advantage of the great financing at the tire shop. We should be saying, okay, we're going to need tires in the next six to 12 months. Here's how much we're going to start putting away now in our monthly budget. So that way we can pay cash for those things when it's time to replace them. Yeah, that's the number one example I used to use with students is tires don't last forever. Brakes do not last forever. Tell my husband Belts that. Belts and hoses. 
tell your husband that? Where's like, he at? I'll tell him that right now. They are crunching like crazy right now. And I'm like, I'm driving the truck from now on until <laughs> you fix this car. He's a mechanic. It's all my problem. <laughs> Not yeah, the money. Things, yeah, those things don't last forever. And you're right. You got to plan for it. Yeah. But here's the thing is when when the, you're driving down the road and I'll say, bloop, 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 and you get out and you go, oh, what's these steel looking things sticking out of my tire? All right. That's probably going to seem like an emergency at that moment. No, it's poor planning. It's yeah. exactly what it is. All right. Now, I'm not beating those of you, those of you out there who may be in that situation right now, not beating you up. It's just food for thought down the road. Let's plan for those things so that when they happen, we've got the money to pay for them and we don't stress over it. 100%. Well, and I think car repairs are one of the number one things that gets people into more debt by buying another car. I know it was for me. I mean, my, the car would start needing repairs. It would need tires. Then you would wait. You wouldn't repair anything. So when it was time for repair, it needed tires. It needed brakes. It needed this. It needed that. <laughs> oh, it's $2,500. I'm just buying a new car and yep. take the four or $500 payment a month at the time. Yeah. You know, and that's just kind of what, like what you said. I mean, it's just, you, it creates a lot of debt because you're unprepared. And then if you, you know, my, my daughter had this, she spent $1,400 to fix her car and all of her friends were like, why don't you just buy another car? That was the thought. It wasn't like, and wow. she had the money to fix it. But the thought was, why don't you just buy another car? Because most people, again, going back, and I was there too, I didn't have $1,400 to fix my car, mm-hmm. but I had enough to trade the car in and make the the payment. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it just, the unpreparedness just, and you end up in so much, just so many bad situations doing that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So to run down this list one more time, before we get to uh, celebrations, number one, get organized. Number two, make yourself more aware of where your money's going. This is going to be recognizing bad habits, making sure you're evaluating your wants versus your needs. Number th- uh, number three is to create that expense plan, that budget. Number four is to create a savings plan, uh, prioritizing, obviously, uh, emergency fund. And then last but not least is start looking ahead at future expenses. So if you want to reduce financial stress and cr- crush your finances here in 2024, then start using these tips now so that you can take control of your money. And by doing so, you'll start to feel so much better in just a few months. And all you have to do is just get started. So focus on consistency. And guys, that's going to be the key for all of this. Knowing these tips is just the start. It's actually putting them into action on a consistent basis every single day going throughout the year. And I promise if you do, you're going to feel so much better at the end of this year, and you'll start to make much better progress. So the Totally Awesome Debt Freedom Planner is helping so many people make consistent progress with their finances. Whether that be building emergency funds, paying down bills, budgeting, tracking paydays, saving up for larger purchases, goal planning, and planning for those irregular yearly expenses that always seem to catch you by surprise. Now, the Debt Freedom Planner will help you take the stress out of managing your money. And if the thought is running through your mind, hey, I just need to have a simple tool to get my finances together, this planner is perfect for you. Head over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu at the top of the page, and order your Debt Freedom Planner today. means it's time for the celebrations of the show first we have marla alberti switched my bank accounts and preparing myself to not use credit cards there you go all Lovely. about the preparation we talked about that right normandy bryant 
have another credit card paid off. Normandy, congratulations to you. That's awesome. And Sonia Coons, I was off budget by $350 last month. Well, why? Because it was the first month that she wasn't regularly tracking. So it made her feel a little bit defeated, but she decided to do her where are you at sheet. And now she's reset and ready to go again. Yeah, there you go, Sonia. It happens. Happens, right? I'll fall off the wagon at some point. Good for you. Definitely. And Anne Rudzitis, I think I'm going to say that right. That is correct. You nailed it. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I was practicing while we were reading. We sold a bunch of extra items from the house and it feels so good to perch. I need to do the same thing, Anne. And Hope Weber, I haven't used a credit card in four months. Yeah, that's incredible, Hope. So congratulations to you guys. And again, congratulations to all of you who are ready to kick off the new year and crush financial stress. And as I mentioned uh, about this workshop, if you're just getting started with our podcast or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how you can get started on the road to financial freedom, go visit our website at DebtFreeDad.com. Sign up for our free Life Without Payments workshop where I'm going to show you the first steps that have helped tens of thousands of people just like you and I kick financial stress and worry for good. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Debt-Free Dad. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating and review. We so appreciate it. For resources, show notes, and links mentioned in today's show, visit DebtFreeDad.com. Catch you next week.